welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And again, joining us on another episode uh, is our special guest, Cody Kaplinger. Hello, I'm back. They couldn't get rid of me. We didn't want to. Yeah. And today we're talking about season six, episode 12, The Bitterest Pill, which is basically like part two of the episode we did before this. The fact that they're not a two-parter is absurd super weird i don't understand it but okay um i'm yeah let's let's read some degrassi wiki okay in shock over the death of a fellow degrassi friend the grief-stricken students plan to throw a celebratory memorial at degrassi to best honor their friend but even with their friend gone a secret is still lingering one of the students must decide if the secret is better left unsaid or if it needs to be revealed <laughs> dear god vague vague i mean vague. I, it's like they don't want to spoil anything but it's the only description that goes out of its way to not spoil anything <laughs> also friend so many times <laughs> and secret <laughs> secret friend secret friend secret friends this friend that there was a friend that died and this other friend doesn't want to tell the secret to another friend for fear that that friend would get mad at the other friend for that friend's secret (laughs) nailed it Hollins can you tell us a little bit about the bitterest pill I can tell you just a tiny little bit um, because the Wikipedia page has four sentences on it but it's a song by the jam from 1982 um and that's about it's the full title of the song is the bitterest pill in parentheses I ever had to swallow. I like the jam. Um, the I think it relates to the episode because JT's death is like a bitter pill. It is not a fun time. It's yeah, I don't know, I think it's a good metaphor. Not a fun time describes it well. <laughs> Quote by Holland. <laughs> Day death, death is not, not a fun, fun time. time. <laughs> it's bummer times, man. <laughs> at least there's a party. Okay. At least there's a memorial. You know, we'll get to this in a minute, but I have issues with this memorial considering what it was supposed to be, but we'll talk about that later. Seriously. Um, I mean, we could just talk about literally it's the same thing, but they changed venues and like added multimedia, but whatever. <laughs> Um, so we start off at JT's memorial or funeral Brian. wake, whatever. And we see a terrible picture of JT, which I guess is his school photo. He looked so good in the last episode. I'm like, we couldn't find a better photo of JT. He's like hunched over and like leaning like too far down and like with his arms up. It's a really weird photo that is used throughout the entire episode and eventually turned into a humongous mural. <laughs> Good. That poor Mr. Simpson stands awkwardly in front of. Um, but yeah, we're at the funeral and we see his grandmother, who we still have no idea where she was last week. That would have taken her hours. And she's talking. She's like, he was just the sweetest boy. And I'm like, he was the sweetest boy. And it was good to hear her talk about him like that. Cause the last time we saw her, she was yelling at him. I mean, rightfully so. Well, she compared him to his father, though, which was Ew. a little too harsh. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm glad to hear most likely you guys like fixed things. Poor Graham. I just, I felt so bad. 
I just, she makes me, I just, uh, sad old people make me really sad. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, I don't know why. It's, I mean, like, it's obviously like a sad thing, but it's like one of those things. Like, do you ever have a thing that just like hurts your heart so much you can't be a person? Animals. Like, yeah. That's how I feel about sad old people, especially sad old men in particular for some reason, but just sad old people like do that to me, like ruin me. Um, I have a lot of fashion notes for some reason. Let's. We can go ahead and do it. Let's just do it and get it out of the way. Um, okay. First, Sean's shirt and tie don't match <laughs> at all. Like, even a little bit. Emma should have helped him with that. Isn't he, like, it, 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 where is he living? Is he, like, living at her house? Well, in their last big episode, he was like, I'm going to get my own place. So maybe he lives on his own again? Well, either way, she should have helped him with that. Yeah. Um, Liberty's hair is great. Yeah. I agree. She does look like she's about to go to like a job interview though with what she's wearing. Yeah, I get that. I mean, but if you have like a if you normally wear a lot of like darker neutral tone blazers, you kind of always look like you're going to a funeral or a job interview. As a person who owns a lot of dark clothing and like used to wear black all the time, like my funeral outfits are pretty much the same as my job interview outfits cuz all of my like nice neutral clothes are black and could be funerals i don't know it concerns me that you said all of my funeral outfits <laughs> <laughs> i've been to a few uh, all no, like i mean they any outfit that i've worn to a funeral excluding like a few i are pretty much things that i've also worn to job interviews <laughs> I've, I've gone to a lot of wakes dude um what else? Um, let's see. Uh, Manny's earrings are great. She has these like gold jangly ones that I'm into. Manny uh, has a great collection of large earrings that I'm down does. for. They're very fun. Always. She and Alex need to have an earring club. <laughs> totally. Um, I like Liberty's striped long sleeve shirt that she wears I, later. I. I think I actually said this while watching the episode. It's like a striped long sleeve shirt over like a white t-shirt kind of a thing. Like yeah, you see the white on the bottom. maybe a cami. Yeah. And I was like, I for sure wore that outfit. Oh, totally. Like I had that. a sweater that looked almost identical to the shirt she was wearing. I definitely did like stripes over a plain thing a lot. Like that was a thing I did in high school. Totally. Um, Jesse is wearing like a red affliction-y shirt that I'm not a fan of doesn't seem on brand for him um manny's wearing that metallic silver shirt that i hate um it's like brown and has like gold flecks on the front but can we really fast just talk about the jt memorial shirts that jimmy is wearing one of you see ashley wearing one in the background they're selling them at a stand Why? they're just blue and they have his face like not even silk screened again because they don't silk screen they just iron on they have his face ironed on to these like sweatshirts and t-shirts and it's tacky and weird. That's And it's the bad oh. photo of him. <laughs> yes, it's the bad photo. I just imagine JT's ghost being like, "Why that picture?" <laughs> like I grew I glue up. <laughs> he glowed up. Real He really did it. He, I don't know. He glowed up. We are old. <laughs> I'm trying to make a glow up past tense and it didn't work. <laughs> I think it just glowed up, which sounds dumb, but I don't know. He glue up. He glue up. 
Yeah, because my, my notes on those shirts are just, those shirts are a lot. Um, it just, it's, it's, it's gross to sell, especially to sell them. Like, that's like. Yeah, I didn't understand why I was they glad. needed, like, why do we need a shirt for this occasion? <laughs> I need something to wear. Oh, I'm going to wear my JT Memorial sweatshirt. That's like not a t-shirt kind of um, event, I think. I don't know if I want to remember him in that way. I don't know. I mean, I guess I know like some people get like bumper stickers that say like in memoriam of this person or like tattoos and stuff like that. But like, I don't think we need t-shirts for this. Bumper stickers? I get (laughs) tattoos. I've never seen bumper stickers. I've seen bumper stickers slash like window, car window stickers. Well, and also the people that were wearing these t-shirts weren't really his friend. And I'm like, that's a little weird. Like, I am excited about the, like about free t-shirts, but this is not for this type of thing. And I also, I don't know if they were free. They were not. It said buy your t-shirt. Ew, that's gross. Also, this is. We'll get to this later, I guess. But where was Paige? Of all the upperclassmen, Paige was the one that was closest friends to him. That's true, because we know that she has come back to Toronto to, like, visit her friends before. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it does make me sad that she didn't come back for this. of all the people, like, of all the upperclassmen, Paige and him were, were actually friends. Yeah, she was definitely better friends with him than, like, Jimmy or Ashley and or she would any have, of them. She would have known better than to wear one of those tacky t-shirts. <laughs> Seriously, Paige would have set them the fuck straight. She definitely knew him better than Ellie did. I just, I don't know. Um, also, Liberty at one point is wearing this, like, army jacket thing to the memorial that I really like. Um, I wasn't a fan of Ellie's, like, maroon long sleeve shirt with, like, a tan short sleeve shirt layered over it. It was kind of... I'm... Look, nah. I'm cool with layering a short sleeve shirt over a long sleeve shirt at the time. At the time, that was a thing. I did it. I just didn't like the color combination. If it had been a black t-shirt over the sleeves, I would have been like, okay, sure. It was a weird color. tan and maroon or no? No, no, no. Uh, I don't really have any other fashion notes unless you count. Spinner looks good and Nina Dobrev is beauty. No, Nina Dobrev is freaking gorgeous. It's a problem. Um, My only other one is Manny is wearing like a pleated skirt with that sparkly shirt, but that's about it. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much all. Um, but yeah, I'm so yeah, those are my fashion notes, but we're still in the first scene. Um, and it's, it's just so sad, but it was nice that all of the people showed up to the wake and I'm assuming that's what this is. I think it was like the actual funeral, like they were in a church and everything, right? I think it was a funeral. That was the sense I got. Um, yeah. Uh, I figured wake cause people were kind of milling around. It may have been visitation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Sean is very upset and is like, oh, I just want to like hurt that guy. I can't believe blah, blah, blah. And I was like, he's in jail, Sean. Like, I know you're upset. And I'm a bad person because I thought just like you were a couple of weeks ago. Oh, no. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. Jail time, Sean. Jailbird, Sean. Um, and... Yeah, no, but I was like, of course, Sean's, like, first instinct is, like, jump to violence and revenge. <laughs> like, cool, Sean. Way, I'm sh- I see that jail really changed you. Um, but, 
Liberty like walks uh, like Manny's like are you okay and Liberty like just kind of gets up and leaves and Toby follows her and he's like and they're basically talking like JT would have hated this he would have put whoopee cushions under everyone's chairs like blah 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 because like they knew him better than anyone they were the closest with him this entire time and you know I mean, we'll talk about it when we get to the other memorial. I just like, and yes, it doesn't seem like something that JT would have wanted, but neither does the other thing. (laughs) Well, and also, so the reason this comes up even is because Liberty feels bad because Mia is like crying her eyes out and Liberty like can't cry. Because she's in shock. And I relate to that so much. I mean, I, you know, I found out, gosh, it's been almost about a year and a half ago now, um, when my grandfather, who I was very close to when he died, and, like, I didn't cry about it. I didn't. I was devastated, but, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, a, I'm going to sit and sob about this sort of thing. I don't typically cry when, cry when people die, because I'm usually dealing with too much shock from it, and it's more this numbness that eventually settles into despair. (laughs) I mean, everybody grieves in different ways. There's, like, no wrong way to mourn somebody. Unless, except for how Toby mourns. But we'll talk about uh, yeah, that. that I, I'm not okay with that. But, yeah. So, I related to Liberty because she, I think even later she said something about, I just don't feel, like, I just don't feel anything. Yeah. And I think that that's a, a way that we don't see a lot on TV of people try, of people dealing with, with grief. And I appreciated it. Absolutely. Um... But yeah, that's when Toby has the idea where he's like, we should have our own memorial at the school. I want you to help me. And she's like, well, why? And she's like, I'm sure you can get plenty of volunteers. He's like, I don't think I can do this without you. Which is sweet because it's like they are JT's like closest people. You know, they need to lean on each other and they take it to a bad place. But, you know, but it's it's just so sad. But it was also like, oh, everyone's here except for Paige for some reason. And I feel like that was just like scheduling conflict or like the Degrassi writers thought it would be distracting to put her in or something I don't know have her in the background just be like Lauren Collins come in for like literally an hour of shooting and set here yeah let us get a shot so we know that she's here seriously because they were actually friends um and then they're at the school and they're like waiting in line to talk to do we agree Sove or Sobe? I forgot. Sove. Sove. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Miss Sove is meeting with um, the students as like grief counseling and stuff. And um, Toby leaves and like Emma goes in and Toby's sitting with Manny. And then Mia is like kind of like loitering and she's like, Toby, you were the last one to talk to him. What did he talk about? And JT's like, it's not really important. And she's like, Toby is like, Toby, sorry. And Toby's like, it's not really that important. And Mia's like, no, it's really important to me. Um, And I'm and I'm just I'm like, Mia, you don't want to know. You don't want to (laughs) know. And he's like, he was talking about oatmeal. And she's like, you mean he didn't talk about me in his last moments? Thank you for, for feeling the way I felt about this. Because that has bugged me forever. I'm like, Mia, he didn't know he was going to die. Do you really think, like, in his last moments, he has to, like, you're shocked he wasn't talking about you? Like, he didn't. He was at a party. He didn't know he was about to get stabbed. Like, it's not like he was, like, giving final words. I get it. I just, I mean, I, I understand, and I also have the impulse to, like, hate Mia throughout this whole thing, because she's, like, kind I don't, of annoying. I don't hate but, Mia. But, like, I understand that, like, 
But also, like, the Degrassi writers are definitely writing her so that we won't like her in this. But also, I'm like, I kind of get it just because and I, I don't think it's that she expected him to. But I think it's that she was really hoping that he would um, just like in, even like in casual conversation, like, oh, you know, I'm really enjoying my time with Mia, whatever. Like, it, I think she's just kind of like hoping like I, I kind of I understand. And she I think she's also since she's so insecure about the Liberty stuff, which she admits to, like, later in the episode. Like, I think that's also a part of it. You're giving her way more credit than we did. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I did write down, oh, Mia, I get it. But, um, but yeah, she is not written in the best light. Like, look, I actually don't hate her. I think that she is grieving, and I get that. It was just her, like, being like, you mean he didn't say anything about me? And I'm like, again, he wasn't on his deathbed. He had no idea this was about to happen. Yeah. Um, and then Manny comes over and asks Toby, oh, is that really what he said? And he's like, ah, yes and no. By oatmeal, he was talking about Liberty. And she's like, oh, my God, poor Liberty. Have you told her this yet? And he's like, I was just about to. She's like, um, no, you can't do that. Maybe in a few weeks when she can handle it. But right now is not the best time. Which, like, Manny's advice in all times is, like, three quarters of the time, great. And then, like, one quarter of the time, like, catastrophically terrible. So I actually think her advice here would have been good if Toby hadn't then done what he proceeds to do throughout the rest of the episode. Like, if he had just been a normal person, (laughs) then, yeah, I would say give it. A week or two before you tell her because that's a lot to pile on to someone but considering what he then proceeds to do fuck yeah. you toby yeah no no toby is not being great um but i just i think that it i don't know i feel like if i was in liberty's situation and i had like told like someone that i used to love that i still loved them and they didn't they couldn't admit to it and say it back but, like, I thought maybe they might, but then they died. Like, I'm literally just saying what happened. But, like, I feel like if I was in Liberty's, like, exact situation, I would want to know. Keep in mind, though, they didn't touch on this, but this is something I thought and that Manny may have been thinking, too. If he had told her right away, Liberty may have blamed herself because he was outside looking for her when he That's got stabbed. I would, I would have maybe left that part out. I would have maybe just been like, he told me that he loved you. And maybe she would have jumped to that conclusion. I don't know. I feel like, especially since she's, she's now she's feeling insecure about the Mia stuff. Cause Mia's like crying and like being like, I'm the girlfriend and Liberty's like, maybe I was nothing. And I feel like if I was Liberty in that situation, I would want to know that, but not necessarily. I mean, maybe you can't do one without the other. I, so I think that Toby not just straight up telling her makes sense, but there's a moment later, and we'll get to it, when he I think he had the perfect opportunity to say it in a way that would have worked, and he just doesn't. And that, to me, is like the turning point of the episode. But we'll talk about that. Yeah, it's a very complicated situation. Um, but then we hop over to the B plot, which I honestly don't care about. Uh, that much and Ashley and Ellie are talking in the gym as people are setting up for this memorial and Ellie is telling her about how she hasn't told Jesse about the Craig kiss thing and that whole 
extravaganza. And I'm like also kind of surprised about how understanding Ashley is about all of the Craig stuff, considering they are exes, but I guess she's in love and with Jimmy now, which is evident by, so Ellie is interviewing people about JT's death. And of course, when she asks Ashley how she feels about it, she turns it into something about herself and is like, I don't know what I would do if Jimmy were to die because I just love him so much. <laughs> That's literally what she says. And she's like, poor Mia. I don't know what I would do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Ellie, is this really useful for your article? <laughs> I know. I was like, how good is this article really going to be? But that's like the most Ashley thing that Ashley could have done in this whole situation. Well, and if you notice throughout the episode, the people Ellie interviews for this article are people who didn't spend any time with JT. Yeah, it's just not good journalism, but whatever. She goes to her friends. She's like, how do my friends feel about this kid dying? It's... It's crazy, but okay, fine. But okay, so yeah, she tells Ashley that she hasn't told him, and Ashley's like, you got to tell him, to which I say, do you? (laughs) You kissed him, and it's never going to happen again. Do you have to tell him? I think you have to tell him because it is a guy that, like, he kind. I think he kind of knew Ellie had feelings for, Um, but also they haven't spoken in weeks. And I think that that is a conversation that needs to be had either way about yeah. why they haven't spoken in weeks. Why haven't they spoken in weeks? That was never a thing that like was they. He mentioned it like three scenes into this whole B plot. Yeah, that was confusing. I don't. Yeah, that was never explained at all. Um, but then Liberty and Toby are outside of the dot, I think, talking about how things have been hard and he's like you know what like we should just let's go on a road trip let's get out of here oh that's not happening yet no. i don't remember <laughs> no they're talking and she's this is when she's saying that she doesn't feel anything and he's like well you know people grieve differently or whatever he says and then she's like well me is crying all over the place and you know obviously he she has his whole heart and I didn't and blah, blah, blah. And Toby's like starting to be kind of like, well, that's not necessarily true. And she's like, what do you know? And he's like, nothing. I just nothing. Bye. Um, and then they're at the locker. Oh, okay. And uh, when and when they're at the locker, it's like Liberty, Toby, Mia. And they're like, are you ready for this? And they open the locker and we all get sad. And the locker's really messy because it's JT. And Mia, like, finds a tape that's JT playing with Isabella. And she's like, we should play this at the memorial. Which is like, whatever. That seems like a nice idea. Um, I don't know. I just. Yeah, I actually disagreed with Liberty here. Kind of being like, I think that seems personal. I was like, okay, Liberty, I get it. But also, like, Mia is grieving. Like, I think Mia's request to play that at the memorial was not a bad was not a yeah. bad one. And it's not like she's saying play a 20 minute tape. She's like, just play some of it at the memorial. Like, yeah. and it, and JT was like known for being really good with kids. And like, that was like his job. Also, the kid who plays Isabella is super cute. So, so cute. Give her some screen time. Seriously. So it's like, I don't know. And, and Liberty's being kind of unfair about it. And she's like, I think that's really personal. And Mia kind of snaps at her. And Liberty's like, let's just get through this. And then Mia starts pulling all of JT's stuff into her bag which I thought was kind of a shitty move. And she's pulling the whole I'm his girlfriend card. Like she's being an asshole. But I think it's just that like she is feeling insecure about the Liberty stuff. And she's feeling left out of the like Liberty and Toby like looking at each other. Like, you know, I, I think she I don't know. I I feel like we're not supposed to like her. But I and I 
don't love her reactions, but I feel really bad for her because like Toby, like she feels I, I'm just interpreting, but like I feel like she feels really alone in this because Liberty and Toby have been friends with JT. And same with even like Emma and Manny and Sean have all been friends with JT since grade seven. And she's only known JT for a couple months, but she like really had like an important relationship with him to her. So, I mean, I think she just like feels left out and like she doesn't have anyone. So she's kind of lashing out. But I don't know. I love I would how agree deep with that. you're going into her psychology. <laughs> I'm just like. Eh, she's sad. It's fine. Toby's worse. Like that's that's the extent <laughs> of my of my thought process about it. Um, I think Toby's fine in this scene though, and he kind of takes the bag out of her hand and is like, "No, we're not ready to do this. We'll come back and do this when we can handle it." Um, she also we skipped over part of it. She calls Liberty a robot. A robot. She's like, "I haven't seen you shit. Like I'm more upset about this than you are." And Liberty's like, "Excuse me. Like I I'm just as sad as you are." And uh, Mia says, you could have fooled me. Um, I haven't seen you shed a single tear. You're a robot, Liberty. You're a walking, talking computer. And then Liberty storms, storms off. off. And then Toby's like, we're not doing this yet. We're not ready. And then Mia's like, who made you boss? And then storms off. That's my favorite line of the episode is who made you boss. Who so. made you boss made me laugh. Um, just because it was so, like, juvenile. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that I didn't like. I didn't like... Um, Mia calling Liberty out on like being a robot. To me, like, that's the point when Mia is unlikable. Like it's not actually her being like the way she's acting in the scene. It's so much as her attacking Liberty and saying like, "You're not crying. I'm more upset than you are." Yeah, that I didn't like at all. That was the one part that I was like, "Nope, I'm not here for this." Like I wrote, I was like, "Mia, stop. Mia, stop. Mia, stop." It's a runaway train. Okay, and then this is when Toby's like, let's go on a road trip. <laughs> well, he chases her outside, and he says Mia apologized, which she did She did not. And Liberty's <laughs> like, no, she didn't. <laughs> like, she sees through that immediately. And then he's like, let's get out of here. Like, we need, this isn't great. Let's just go on a road trip, clear our minds, get out of Dodge. And then we are at the newspaper, and Jesse gives... Um, ellie a coupon book oh my gosh free like one dinner like one mix cd it's the coupon book you gave your mom for mother's day when you were seven exactly and he wrote i love you on like the cover of this coupon book it's not even like a boy like okay coupon books are silly but it's not even like a boyfriend girlfriend coupon book like it's not even like there's not even like a sexy part of it it's just like let's go get pizza i'm like this is literally like it is it's literally something you'd give to your mom well, like, it's like one mix cd um one free tutoring session or something like that it was like it's it's, it's like study literally buddy. study buddy it's was one of them literally like just the most like non-sexual <laughs> I like gift you can give to but a significant other that might actually kind of make sense though because Ellie other than the like Ellie's clearly super nervous still about sex like sex related things as we learned from that one episode with all the condoms she drops <laughs> on the floor um which I still love so I feel like he, if he'd made it too sexual it a considering what we learned later would have been like even grosser but that's a good point but b i think i don't know if ellie is the type that would like respond well to that like whereas like free mix cd <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> ellie is a woman after my heart so i'm like i would be into this coupon book even though 
I also think that it's something that you do for your mom when you're seven. It's it really is. That's an excellent point. Um, but she sees that it says "I love you" on the front, and she's like, "I love you." Oh, wow. Um, and Jesse's like, um, "Yeah, that usually garners a response. That you know, three words starts with I." And then she's like, "I kissed Craig." <laughs> Not the three words he was looking for. Entirely different three words, but she did get I correct. So there you go. <laughs> Also, um, I immediately thought of the episode where Marco kissed Craig and it was like, when in doubt, when in kiss doubt. Craig. <laughs> I mean, Always. sure. Uh, and then she's like, oh, I made a mistake. Like, I'm sorry. It'll never happen again. And he's like, oh, wow. Well, and then this is when we find out, like, they haven't spoken in weeks, I think. Maybe it might even be later. And then he's like, oh, OK, well, I also made a mistake. Well, if, uh, at first, he's just, like, being extremely cool about it. He's like, well, you know, you had feelings for him, and I get it. You know, it's over. And she's like, you're being very cool about this. And he's like, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And she's like, oh, excuse me? And then he says, I also made a mistake. And she's like, what kind of mistake? And he's like, not the worst, but bad. So I want to know what you guys think. The actual like, how far do you think he got with this random bar blowjob? That's what I. That's where my brain went to. A one hundred percent. He's like not the worst, but bad. <laughs> and as Ellie points out later, it's way more than a kiss. That was her words. Way more. This is also why I think that he probably steered clear of like sex related things. I think Ellie is still uncomfortable with like sexy times. Um, that is true. We don't even know for sure that they've slept together yet. Like that has not been established. I doubt that they have. Yeah, I don't think they have. So I think that makes more sense. Um, but yeah, I'm 100. percent It was it was oral. <laughs> yep. Um, and then we are with um, Toby and uh, Liberty. I'm forgetting what's happening because I'm trying to remember if uh, Ellie and Jesse continued to have the conversation in the newsroom or if they went out into the hallway. I think we leave it at, like, not the worst, but bad. And then we cut to... Well, she throws her thing at him and is like, I don't want your pity gift or something like that. Right. Uh, but I think that she storms out in a different scene. You know? Because I have a note. No. Oh, the, yeah, the yeah. Whole, like, it was a different, is a different scene. scene. First, she just throws the pity gift thing at him. And, yeah. And that's I think I scene. think she calls it a guilt gift. Oh, yeah. Because oh, it's, yeah. it's kind of like guilt a... Prize. It, yeah, guilt prize. It's like a guilt I love you, I feel like. Like, maybe he loves her, but it's definitely, like, mostly a guilt I love you. I think he does love her, but it, the gift was out of guilt. Like, I think if he, like, if he hadn't, like, made out with another, like, well, more than made out, but whatever. <laughs> if he hadn't hooked up with another girl, he probably would just would have been like, yo, Frosh, I love you. Because that seems like the kind of dude he is. But I think he's also like, I feel crappy. Presence. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, so weird that I kind of like him. I don't know. He's very handsome. He's so pretty. No, it, it's understandable. It's just so pretty. I feel like he and Jay would make an interesting buddy group. They of, could be friends. Of handsome kind of dirty bags. You do realize like, that is my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jay would love that. <laughs> you know what? And the thing is, Jesse is kind of slimy, but Jesse would be a good influence on Jay. Like, That's true. Like, Jay to like 
kind of grow up a little bit. Yeah. It would, he would like give him tough love to get his shit together maybe. Yeah. And I think Jesse would respect or Jay would respect Jesse. Yeah. Because Jesse's kind of like the more together version of Jay. I guess. Also they look the same age. They do. Even though Jesse is like supposed to be like four years older than they are. Yeah. He's like 22 or something. Yeah. But we've already agreed that Jay is like 35. <laughs> Listen. That is just a fact of the world. It's creeping me out that this, this happened 10 years ago, but okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, now we're with Toby and Liberty and they're driving in the car. Bubby's and car. And they're like, we're going on a road trip. And then the car breaks down because it's Bubby's car. Because of, of course it breaks down. It's Bubby's car. <laughs> yeah. He's like, damn you, Bubby's car. And also, I just Googled how old Mike Lobel is in real life, and he's 32 now. So, so he, he was, was like 22, 22 back then, which, yeah, that's kind of old. It makes me feel less school. less creepy, which is good. True. Um, but then, oh, yeah, so the car breaks down, and he gets out, and he's mad. And then Liberty's laughing because she finds it funny, and it's nice that she's, like, finding laughter in a moment after this tragedy. But then fucking Toby comes over and they kiss and it's like, oh, no, you're finding comfort in the wrong ways. No, this is not great. Look, look, I understand that this happens a lot after someone you care about dies. Like, I understand that, like, this is like a common thing. People go to a funeral and they go home and have sex. Like, at least this is what what other what people have told me. <laughs> this is not something I've ever done. Um, but I this just made me so mad because it'd be one thing if this happened and the JT thing hadn't happened but literally at most a week ago his best friend told him he still loved this girl and you're kissing her it's fucked up and they both they kiss each other she does also lean in but she doesn't have the prior knowledge of JT loved no that's the thing again if the JT like from her perspective I get it yes she cares she she was still in love with JT but like as far as she knows he didn't feel the same way he's gone now and like Toby is here and like not being horrible but Toby knows better he knows that his best friend was in love with this girl and it just like Oh, I hate Toby. It's real fucked up. It's a fucked up thing to do. And it's like, I get it. You're caught up in a moment, but fucking don't follow through, bro. Don't follow through. Like, you're taking advantage of something. Like, and yeah, also he's dealing with his own grief, but he just, just him having this outside knowledge is just taking advantage. And he did have an opportunity to tell her before, by the way. Um, We passed over it, but the opportunity I was talking about where I think he could have told her was when she said... Feelings that apparently weren't returned. I feel like that JT apparently didn't return her feelings for him. I feel like that would have been a good place for Toby to say, listen, this is something you should know. Like, that would have been an okay way to tell her. Yeah. Because clearly it's on her mind. Prior to that, I wouldn't have told her. But I would have told her in that moment. And he didn't do it. And maybe I slightly blame Manny, but I mostly blame Toby. Because then he goes and kisses her. (laughs) I'm mad. (laughs) Yeah. It's not great. Um, yeah. Also, Toby was making out with another girl last episode. Yeah, but he didn't know that girl. <laughs> I think, right, that's not what I mean, though. What I mean is, like, he's acting like, because so, he he says later in the episode, I'm, I have developed feelings for her. And I'm like, you literally were kissing another girl last week and talking about how great it was to, like, make out with someone. Is this, I just solved the mystery. 
Toby just really likes making out with people. I I think that Toby is... I think a lot of this can be explained by his grief. And he also was doing the, the fine comfort in, like, familiar, safe people. And he, he sees Liberty. Liberty's his friend. He's known her forever. And I think that he has misplaced feelings for her. He thinks he likes her. He thinks he's developed feelings because I think it's a defense mechanism because he wants to, like feel supported in this time no he but I, wants to feel like he's supporting her because manny says like so let's we we'll get to it in a minute but he later says um i like her because she's sad and she needs me gross i forgot about that but um and he does me, that's like the definition of gross toby but about the like whole last week he was making out with someone else he does say like over the past few days like it, it, it it's not like i've been feeling this way for a long time and we've never talked about it he says over the past few days i've developed feelings so and i think that is like stemming from his grief but he's also definitely trying to be like knight in shining armor which i always think is gross yeah that's very true but i don't really think the girl from the last week no i don't mean really he should have had feelings for her last week i'm that's not what i'm talking about i'm just talking about like toby like I don't know I just it just the whole situation bugs me like literally last week you were making out with one girl JT was telling you I'm in love with Liberty and this week you're like I'm gonna kiss Liberty now I just uh, I hate him I hate him <laughs> um, Corey hates him too yes <laughs> um, but then the next day I think they're like setting up for the memorial in the gym and Danny goes up to Toby and is like, hey, that road trip really helped Liberty out yesterday. She came home like in a better mood. Thanks for doing that for her. But then he's like, I mean, that was all that happened, right? And he's like, does Danny have to choke a dude? When it's like, he was like paraphrasing the Chappelle show. Like, does Wayne Brady have to choke a bitch type of a thing? I I love that you know that's what he was paraphrasing. (laughs) Because I was like, I didn't know if it was deliberate that that's what he was paraphrasing. I mean, it sounded like it to me. That's what it made me think of immediately. Because I love that episode of Chappelle show (laughs) so much. And Danny gets all like protective brother on Toby. And he is so much taller. Like normally I'd be like, Danny, you're not intimidating, but he's so much taller than Toby. I'm like, okay, fair. You're intimidating to Toby. True. And then Manny comes over and is also very perceptive about what probably happened. She's like, um, what happened? Like, like she confronts Toby about it. And he's like, wait, is he being paranoid? And she's like, um, no, not really. (laughs) And then she, like, throws him into the locker room and is like, no, take back the kiss. This was a bad idea. This was stupid. What are you doing? And this is when he says, because Manny is like, what are you thinking? And he's like, I don't know, Manny. I like her. She's sad. And she needs me. Yeah, that was not. And Manny does call him out on how, like, that's messed up. And that, like, neither of them is in a place to even consider this right now. Also, because Manny knows. Yeah. Like, JT was still in love with her. What the hell? Um, And so he's she's like, take back the kiss. He's like, what am I supposed to do? Use a time machine? And she's like, tell her you didn't mean it. Or tell her you're on crack. And I really want the version where he tells her he's on crack. That should have been a Degrassi mini. <laughs> that would have been a really good one. 
Then we're with Jesse and Ellie again. And, oh, I didn't mention this during Fashion Police, but Jesse is wearing, like, a shirt that has, like, a tattoo design on printed on the sleeve of the shirt. That was really weird. And I was confused by it. Um, but anyway, then he they're talking and... She is, oh, she brings in a box of his stuff to the core. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, what is happening? And she's like, take this stuff. I don't want it anymore. And she's pissed off at him for doing whatever with some random bar lady. And he's like, oh, okay, well, you kiss someone that you've had a crush on for years. I think that might be a little bit worse. And, I mean, Ellie's pissed off. Uh, and I understand. But she is being a tiny bit hypocritical more than a tiny bit i would argue that the meaningless i mean i i think it also just depends on who you are as a person like and what your opinion of that is and you can kind of see like what kind of person ellie is that and like how uncomfortable she is with sex but like i would argue that like meaningless sex with a stranger is less of a big deal than a kiss with someone that you literally said you were in love with like a month ago I agree with that. I don't know how I feel about it. I just know that they need to have a conversation rather than her just like throwing his stuff like at him. Like it's just no, Ellie, like you're being a complete hypocrite. And in a way, I kind of it almost felt like she was like looking for a reason. Yeah. To end it. Totally. And she's she's just being kind of a brat. And he's been a brat a lot lately. Yeah. And then he's like, do you want this relationship to end? Like, why can't we just move past this? And he's like, do you want us to move past it? He's like asking her all these very valid questions where it's like, maybe we can start over. Like, we both kind of messed up. Like, do we want to actually like it can be this simple because she's like, it's not that simple. And he's like, I mean, why not? Why can't we just go? Why can't we just like hit refresh? And we kind of leave them off there. Well, she, he says, do you love me? And she's like, I, I have to go. She's like, what kind of question is that? Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, an important one? Yeah. And she's like, I have to go to the memorial. And she takes off. Right. Which is a hell of an exit line, really. I mean, nothing's going to make the person you're fighting with feel worse than I have to go to a funeral now. Yeah. Except that she barely knew this kid. So it's like. You're going to report on the funeral. Yeah. I got to go do my job at a um, memorial. But then Toby. The fifth biggest paper in Toronto. <laughs> but then Toby finds Liberty, I think, backstage or something. And he at the memorial and he's like, oh, that kiss. Like, uh, I'm going to take it back. And she's like, um, a kiss is like, it's not a library book. You can't return it. <laughs> and. She's like, Toby, do you like me? And he's like, uh, yeah, actually, I really do. And she's like, well, I like you, too. And then she kisses on the on the cheek. And she's like, well, that's that, basically. <laughs> and just walks away. She's like, OK. And then, like, walks off. I love Liberty. <laughs> like, things great. are just so cut and dry for her. She's like, done. That's very true. And then Ellie is interviewing um, Jimmy about what happened. And he's like, that Drake guy was a ticking time bomb. Like... <laughs> Violence is random. Like, this stuff, like, doesn't, like, it's not always, there's not always a reason to the violence, and sometimes things just happen. And it's, like, clear that he's also kind of talking about himself. Which would have been a great thing to comment on, but then, then he connects it so that it makes sense for Ellie's 
subplot which is so dumb i was like oh i get it okay fine and, and so he's then like, he's like it's all yeah. Yeah, all that matters is like if you love someone and they love you back it's, it's a, a gift. gift i'm like go fuck yourself i'm like listen that doesn't make everything better that doesn't fix everything and it also like there are other things that make that help people get through the randomness of time and death i have a lot of thoughts about death anyway um, it honestly just reminded me of Moulin Rouge when it was like, the greatest thing you'll ever <laughs> learn is to be loved and be loved in return. That no. was basically what he was saying. Yes. And it was like, that line is not relevant to anything except to make Ellie's plot connect. And I'm like, great way to use JT's death to help Ellie deal with her like trivial love life issues. It was a little bit out of place. <laughs> Um, and then we're at the mu- at the memorial, and that goddamn humongous mural is just staring at us in the face. And they just keep using that photo, that bad photo. He was a good-looking dude. Why do you keep using it? There was a better photo in the slideshow that plays in, like, about five seconds, which we learned that Spinner and Peter put together. I understand Peter is the film guy. But, like, also, Mr. Simpson put it together with these kids. Why is Mr. Simpson working with Peter? I would have been like, Peter, I don't want you touching anything. Like, you dated my stepdaughter. You're a weirdo. I don't like you. Why does anyone talk to Peter? Why is Peter still here? Peter didn't know JT. Like, they weren't friends. I mean, I'm sure he knew him, but they weren't friends. Like, Spinner... I don't really understand what Spinner's yeah. doing either, but whatever, fine. Spinner sure. actively bullied JT because JT was friends with his girlfriend. Spinner also shouldn't be a part of this. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't really yeah. know. It was it was very random. Uh, but then this slideshow plays, and it's very sad. And this is not so. The whole thing that Liberty and Toby were saying they should throw a memorial was so because JT would have hated the funeral. He would have hated this more. They played the saddest, sappiest song you could have found. Yeah. It's all like, if I were to die today, my life would be more than okay. Yeah. (laughs) And it said the word die so many times for a song in a memorial about a kid who died. And it's just like playing clips of him while he was a kid and like growing up. And it just like, everybody is just sitting around in a dark room crying. Like, and I'm like. How is this better? Yeah, it wasn't great. And then backstage, Mia's like, why can't we play the tape? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I was his girlfriend. And Toby was like, well, and then Toby, like, confesses, like, Toby or JT, how JT felt about Liberty and what he said before he died. Well, he confesses because Mia is like, why does Liberty says we don't have time or something. And Toby's like, I'm sorry, she's right. And. Mia is like, why does she get a say in anything? JT, JT couldn't stand her. And Toby's like, that's not true. And Mia says, he called her Liberty 3000. He told me he hated her. I actually don't believe that. I like, I, I believe he called her Liberty 3000 and probably like made fun of her a little bit to Mia. I don't believe he ever said he hated her. I, think I don't Mia, know. Does she say that he said that he yes. hated her? Or does she say he hated her? No, she says he told me he hated her. Because then Toby says, really? Because I recall him telling me the exact opposite. I I believe that, actually. I don't think Mia made that up. Um, I do. Not just because I'm a Mia sympathizer, apparently. Um, <laughs> no, I just... Because when she... And JT, especially especially like when they first started dating, he and Liberty were fighting a lot. 
and they were doing that weird like fighting thing and it's when he started calling her oatmeal because toby was like you guys are fighting all the time because you still love her he's like no i hate her no i can't even hate her because she's boring like oatmeal she's oatmeal i don't know i don't believe he said he hated her i think he made fun of her a lot i think he like like I think he probably gave me a plenty of indication to believe that he disliked her in some ways, but I, I don't think he's told her I hate her. I don't know. I can see him saying that he hated her. I don't think he meant it. I think I can see him saying that as like a defense mech of be like, no, I don't like her. I hate her. Meh, she's annoying because I mean, he said, he said like worse and more insensitive things without actually meaning them before. I, I feel like, like this is a this is the kid who told Liberty that he was gay to get out of. He was twelve. <laughs> Still not great. He was twelve, but he was he was what sixteen? Like I can I can see him telling his new girlfriend that he hated his old girlfriend to both convince himself and her that he was over it. I don't know. I believe the other things she said. I just think that that's the moment when I'm like, okay, Mia. I don't know if I believe you here. Um, but I believe all the other stuff she said about, like, him saying, like, calling her Liberty 3000 and, like, making fun of her. Um, it could go either way. But, really. yeah. Toby, she could be just inferring it or. That's what I think. I think she inferred it. And I, but I do think, like, and, like, I, that's when Toby kind of turns and says, really? Because he told me the exact opposite. And Mia is kind of like, wait, when, when, when did he say that? And Toby's like, nothing. Never mind. Doesn't matter. And she's like, no, Toby, tell me. And he says, when he talked about oatmeal, he meant liberty. And then she says my favorite line, which is, you suck, Isaacs. You suck so bad. <laughs> and walks off. And I'm, like, like, between, wow. and I'm like, between this and who made you boss. <laughs> Nina Mia. Dobrev has been better. <laughs> Mia needs some better, like, comeback lines. Like, clearly she hasn't, like, polished them up since she was about 11. <laughs> no, they're not good. Um, and liberty, of course, overhears. And I just wrote... Wow, Toby, cool timing. <laughs> and she is pissed. And she's like, you know how I felt about him. You know that hearing that would have made me feel better about everything. And he's like, oh, but I liked you. And I don't know. Well, she also takes the tape from Mia. I I feel like that's Right, important. and she's like, give me the tape. And she's like, are you going to play it? And she's like, yes, I'll play it. And then Toby comes up and he's like, how much of that did you hear? And she's like, all of it fucking fuck off basically <laughs> yeah she doesn't say exactly that but basically and he like kind of wait she her. doesn't say fucking fuck off <laughs> i mean it's the gra- like you know snake said it in a movie in 1992 so <laughs> um but no she he chases her and she's like and he's like i didn't i did i was trying to protect you and she's like and that involves kissing me right <laughs> which i love because i'm like yeah liberty point out how ridiculous this whole thing is and he's like, I was trying to protect you. And I know now that, like, nothing will ever happen with us anymore. And she's like, yeah, you're right. Like, no. And then she goes back into the gym. And then this is when she breaks down and start and, like, cries probably for the first time since JT died. And it's good crying, too. Oh. It's, like, crushing, like. It's so sad. Crying. And they're playing the video of him playing with Isabella, who is the cutest kid. Oh, my God. Um, oh, so sad. And you know she's probably watching it and like thinking about like their, their kid. child, and and it flashes to other people in the auditorium too, like watching this, and it just it's so sad. And I'm like, he, you were supposed to be throwing a memorial that would be more of a celebration for him, and you just threw like, an this even was more depressing than it the was funeral more was. depressing than the funeral. 
But yeah, so it just it ends with Liberty Liberty crying. Like apparently the only thing they were certain JT would have found offensive was the flowers in the location, <laughs> so they moved. Like that was like that was it. Like not nothing. I just oh, oh boy. But it was sad. And then they clean out the locker together. Yeah. So oh, don't forget that Ellie and Jesse like. Ellie makes up with Jesse and like is like oh I like want pizza and I don't know I don't really care what happened she didn't say that she loved him back um she just showed up and was like I like Hawaiian pizza and it was like okay. basically like all right we're gonna hit refresh cool and then and then and then the episode ends with Toby and Mia are in front of the locker and this is when Mia is talking about how like she kind of always knew that how that JT still had feelings for Liberty and she was like insecure about it a little bit and then liberty gets there and they're like all right are we ready and then they like open the locker and it it freeze frames on them like getting ready to clear out jt's locker and it's very sad so sad i still hate toby fucking toby all right um we do have a youtube comment that we found uh this is from candy monster six months ago I think this is the most screen time Toby has ever had, which is 100% accurate. And he's not even a regular anymore. Like, he's not... He's not in the credits or anything. But JT still was. I know. Still catching the the mascot head. Is he going to be in the next episode credits, do you think? I have no idea. I don't remember. I don't know. Do they edit him out? I don't don't know when they take him out. I don't know. They would have to edit their really bad theme song. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Spirit Squad captain of the episode. Manny? Because she is usually good with the advice throughout the whole thing with Toby. Like, she tries to be good with the advice. Yeah, I would go I would go with Manny also because when he, she finds out he kissed, he kissed Liberty, she's suitably angry. <laughs> I'm going with Liberty. Liberty is great, too. 100%. Like, especially because she man, like, I hate the phrase manned up, so I'm going to backtrack that. Womaned up. Um, womaned up at the end and like played the tape and like kind of understood like yeah he meant a lot to Mia too like I think that the biggest thing that had to happen was that Mia and Liberty both had to come to terms with the fact that they both meant something to JT and that he meant something to both of them totally um ship of the episode are we still I'm I mean JT and Liberty <laughs> Sad JT and Liberty. Saddest ship of the episode. (laughs) I mean, you could do Ellie and Jesse. I'm going to do Ellie and Jesse. I don't know why. He's so pretty. I'm actually going to do, you know what? Since JT and Liberty can't be a thing, I'm actually going to do Ashley and Jimmy, who aren't even together in the episode. But they they talk about each other. other. I'm like, I'm glad y'all are happy. And then I'll give a baby shout out to Sean and Emma because Emma was like, it's okay, Sean. It's going to be okay at the, <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. You guys didn't see what Han just did with her hands. <laughs> but it was like she was patting a little baby bird. <laughs> like very gentle. I just want to see Emma actually do that. <laughs> Sean's like him. <laughs> like well, she's like it was like a tiny bunny <laughs> like she just and pat, i think pat, pat. and i think her exact words to sean in reality were he's in jail sean <laughs> I think that's all she says. 
Yes, but uh, Holland is gonna be shipping Sema until she dies. So <laughs> she was comforting him in her own way. <laughs> Emma and Baby Bird Sean. <laughs> He's a precious little baby bird. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, my throat hurts from laughing. Um. Moral of the episode, don't take advantage of people in vulnerable states. Don't be Toby. <laughs> Fucking slimy potato. <laughs> He's... Uh, um, how about be honest? Works for both plots. People grieve in different ways. Yep. All right. Um, grapevine. We have some grapevine. So we also, we have an email from... My cousin Carly, it's the promised Spirit Squad email. The subject line is, I want to lift a lady. <laughs> the best subject line. Um, and she says, per your request, I rounded up a few thoughts on the past couple episodes. Can't hardly wait and eyes without a face since the Spirit Squad has been making quite a few appearances lately. One, Darcy's just jealous because Mia's actually got skills. I've never seen Darcy attempt any sort of tumbling jumps or kicks. Two, props to Nina Dobrev. It doesn't look like she used a double. Good for her for having her splits and level one tumbling. Um, in parentheses, splits and heel stretch were pretty. Back walkover had major bent legs, so not great. And the toe touch was okay. Her chest was down, which took away from the jump. If she would have kept her chest and head up, you would be able to see the flexibility of her toe touch, which was not bad. And it was an actual toe touch, as we pointed out. Uh, three, I'm not sure how cheer competitions work in Canada, but they've never mentioned competing before, and now they are all about it, yet they only have the most basic of skills. Hashtag maybe it's different. <laughs> uh, four, adding boys to a team is difficult. I came from a college that did not recruit, so we had to teach boys how to stunt, and it's not fun. You get hit in a lot of uncomfortable places and also get covered in their sweat. Peter does an assisted chair. Uh, the stunt where the girl is sitting on his hand. That wasn't bad, but it, again, it was with an assist because P Peter is scrawny as fuck. Side note, don't some of those boys play basketball? How could they be on the cheer team when the cheer team cheers for the basketball team? Um, five, where's Mrs. H? I'm a certified coach and your cheerleaders cannot practice if an advisor slash coach is not present. The team needs some adult supervision. One of these days, Grassies will, will get it right. Thank you for your insight, Carly. <laughs> Thanks, Carly. And don't hold your breath. They'll never get it right. Never, ever. Which I, is what we love about them, I guess. I'm counting on it, actually. Um, and we have a tweet from Daniel Craig at Daniel underscore Craig 88. Um, and he says, where did you hope the Perino story was headed? What did you wish happened with him and Derek? And he's talking about the Mr. Perino and Derek storyline from a few episodes ago. Um it was a B plot where there was like he was, he was basically like threatening. He was him. threatening him. It was it was like weirdly emotionally abusive. And also like there's like weird sexual tension that was like <laughs> shouldn't have been there, but I think I don't know why it existed. It was weird and uncomfortable. I wish there had been maybe more explanation as to why Mr. Perino is acting this way, other than like he's an asshole, so he's just gonna be an asshole to Derek. Yeah. I mean I, I wish that he was like a like something like like i just I, I we've been talking about like death for the past two episodes so my first thought was like my son died and you remind me of him and 
just being extra hard on you or like something like I'm grieving I don't know I don't know I don't know I can't think of a thing that would explain away like how much of an asshole he is but like with Queen Kwan you know she was being kind of an asshole but it was like her husband her husband sick. had cancer and she was working like nights and days and also she really wasn't that much of an asshole no it's like Spinner and Jimmy were fucking assholes I don't know I mean I guess for this I guess I would say maybe I was hoping that it would end with like Actually, I, I wouldn't even want it to have an explanation. I changed my answer. Okay, so I would I think I'd want it to end with him like properly getting in trouble and maybe getting sent to jail and there being like some sort of like tawdry history of like him being like an asshole. I don't know. I just want justice. He's a dick. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he needs to go to jail, but I don't know. send everyone to jail. Like maybe getting know. like suspended from teaching or something. Get his license taken away. I don't know. Um, do we have any other tweets or is that it? Um, we do, but if we do them now, we won't have anything for tomorrow. So okay. No. So no. Um, all right. Well, thank you everybody who we mentioned on the grapevine. If you want to be featured on the grapevine, you can tweet at us at Degrassi pod. You are on Instagram at Degrassi pod or on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. You can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are on SoundCloud. We're on uh stitcher and we're on itunes and if you're on itunes if you wanted to subscribe and rate and review that would be really awesome it really helps us out and if you leave us a review you will have your own degrassi fan fiction written about you right on the spot um we always have a lot of fun with that and if you have any like preferences go ahead and leave it in the review we want to make your dreams come true and you can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with the Z at the end. And you can find me on Twitter at Cody, that's with a K, K-O-D-Y, underscore Keplinger. Um, and I am on Instagram at, at Cody Keplinger, but I like never use my Instagram. <laughs> um, and if you want to know anything about my books, because I didn't mention last week, I'm a young adult author. Um, then you can go to my website, which is CodyKeplinger.com. Um, and for this week, I'm going to recommend, actually, it's kind of a YA book that I read recently that I really enjoyed. Um, that's kind of on theme. It's called We Are Okay by Nina LaCour. I, I love Nina. I know Nina. Nina's you know wonderful. Nina? I kind of know Nina. Yeah. Tell Nina I really liked her book. I will tell Nina you liked her book. Nina is lovely. I really liked her book. Um, but yeah, I read We Are Okay, and it's it's really good, and it's about like grief and just like dealing with it. So it's very on theme for this episode. But it was lovely. I I cried like three times on a train reading it, and I read it in one day. <laughs> She's wonderful. No, you're. I know a lot of YA people. <laughs> I was I, I I was like thinking about it. I was like, maybe Cody knows this person. But I, I, do. I really I enjoyed it. I don't know her super well, but I, I actually um, last summer was looking for a new agent. And I ended up like she like sent me her phone number so I could ask her questions about her agent while I was trying to figure out who I was going with. So like she's super generous and sweet on top of being talented. And it's yeah, she's She's lovely. I love that. Yeah, I know. Her book was really good. So I'm recommending We Are Okay. It's, it was awesome. Um, I guess I'll go next since I'm holding a microphone. <laughs> um, but uh, I also will rec- recommend a book. Um, the one I'm recommending is actually not out yet, but you can pre-order it. Um, I think 
I'm pretty sure it's up for pre-order. Um, yeah, it is. Um, and it is called, I believe in a thing called love by Maureen Gu, um, G O O. And the reason I think it's appropriate to recommend here is it relates to television and dramas and teenagers. Um, it's about a teenage girl who decides to like model her steps to fixing her love life after Korean dramas. Oh my God. That's amazing. (laughs) Which... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Corey's on board. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, it leads to interesting places. It's really funny. And Maureen is just the sweetest person. And I cannot recommend it enough. Um, it's not good. I don't think it's going to make you cry. It's fun. It's fun. That sounds cool. But yes, it is available for pre-order. So you should pre-order it. Also, it's named after a really great song by The Darkness. So <laughs> I know I immediately have that stuck in my head when you right? said the title. Yeah. So it that yeah. So I think that that makes it completely worth a buy in and of itself. I'm also going to recommend a book. <laughs> book time. Um, I've been trying to read more. The, one of my New Year's resolutions is to read all the books on my bookshelf that I haven't read yet. Um, And I'm going to recommend a book that I just started. I'm not too deep into it yet, but I like it so far. It's it's kind of an older book. It's called Where'd You Go, Bernadette by Maria Semple. And it's about um, this uh, a mother who goes missing like prior to a family trip to Antarctica. And so far it's very interesting. And it's also um, the way that it's written. It's like it's the information is delivered in like emails and memos and stuff like that. And it's like kind of like piecing together a story through like a paper trail. And it's really interesting so far. So I'm going to do that. Um, But that is everything that we have today. Cody, thank you again for being on another episode. We got a double feature with you this time around. <laughs> yep. You couldn't kick me out. It was a thing. <laughs> I just camped out here and was like, you're going to make, you're going to let me talk about how much I hate Toby. Yeah, it was necessary. Um, But thank you again for joining us. And that's all we have for today. So thank you for listening. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Mm -hmm.